Okay, you did now fit the next person to match us right now. Even before we finish recording, you'll be the winner of the contest. There might be a winner during the actual recording. Oh my! Is that we just got an Instagram? <laughs> I was hoping it was gonna happen before, but I think I think there's someone out there that knows what time we record at, and they want us. They were strategically saving their submission to to enter while we're recording. Now, is it true, Matt, that you could not sleep this week because literally all night, every night, the buzz, Instagram buzz, was buzz. literally yeah, just buzzing. Your phone, your phone was vibrating. You thought it was an earthquake. <laughs> this is gonna be the only time, hopefully. Well, I shouldn't say hopefully because, like, I hope, hope, hopefully, this is the last time. Our last episode was last time. I don't even know what I'm saying, but I want to um, thank the people for reaching out for the contest um, that have so far. Unfortunately, there has uh, you guys weren't the winners, but I want to uh, thank you for actually listening to us and. And reaching out now, I would say that they are the winners because they're the ones who have been listening every episode, and the real winners are the ones that are are true devoted fault listeners. Correct? Yes. Well, the message I've been sending them is no, you're a loser. Oh, you didn't win. Oh, okay. So they're not definitely. There's no part of them that won. Okay. Yeah. So I uh, I do think it's interesting though because you hear about all these radio contests all the time. Have you ever been? Have you ever been in like the lineup for a Boots and Hearts tickets or anything like that? I used to try to call pretty out. Right. Uh, pretty regularly back when I used to drive around for work I was like partly a delivery guy yep. oh yeah I had that shit on speed dial and I would be calling caller number nine and so what is what is the best strategy because like you know if it's caller number nine you're not gonna be the you don't wanna be the first one well I think the difference between our contest and like a radio contest is there's multiple people listening at the same time just like probably with our podcast but on a radio station that's well established you're gonna have like thousands of people listening at the same time so all those people are gonna constantly be trying to phone in whereas like us on a lower end of the totem pole um it's it might have more strategy like in this competition um considering everything i've ever said in the past you probably never want to message us <laughs> like if you haven't messaged us yet you're actually that you you have a great strategy <laughs> yeah. but we're telling you now is your time to shine but but i want to i wanted to ask you like have you ever been on on a lineup because I know I've no, been caller number I, two once. I was caller number four. Was It was a caller number nine one, I think, tickets to a concert. 94.7. KX 94.7. Yep. And uh, I was caller number four one time. So I was, because I remember I was caller number two, and I remember I've called a few times where, like, you might not get through, because I think they do get a lot of calls. Yeah. And all it was was, you're caller number two, and they hung up. Yeah, and then I called, and then I called right back, and then you just couldn't get through. Yeah, it's tough. You have to, like, get, because their line gets busy really quick. Yeah. I think they have, like, a queue of, like, four phones probably. So it's just it's all timing, but that is one of the most exciting maybe moments of your life when you're when you're in that call and you get that oh your call like even just hearing that yeah. you actually were in the contest right? Yeah, uh, I've never done that. Yeah. I've known some people who have tried, and actually there's some people who have some tremendous luck. Um, would you say you're a lucky? Would you say you're a lucky sorry. guy? Uh, no. Would you say you're unlucky? No. Okay. I'm just moderate, neutral. Okay. Neutral, and I think that's a really important perspective. Is sometimes things have nothing to do with luck or unluck. It's literally just your perspective, right? And for you, you just know, yeah, whatever happens to you is happening right now. <laughs> yeah, I guess so. May as well shoot your shot, though. You never know. You may as well shoot your shot, and if you want to go to the concert bond, I really want you to hey, call. I haven't done it in a long time. I don't listen to uh, the radio anymore. Yeah, I've I think the on. days of the up. radio, like they do, even do contests anymore. So my question is: Are we a prime example of why maybe the radio is in decline, and why there are alternative ways of listening to it, whether it's podcasts or Pod- podcasts and Spotify that owns everything? Right? You're either listening to music yeah. or you're listening to podcasts because no one just wants to listen to the radio because no one wants to listen to advertisements. You know what they said. Um, there's actually a very popular song 
and it's actually called um, Podcast Killed the Radio Style. <laughs> so, you ever listen to it? Podcast Killed the, the Radio, radio Style. See, so you know the song. It's in my mind, it's in my three guys in a pool shed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. Perfect. So, um, But one thing from our contest that we, we did get was uh, a great suggestion. And I'm going to bring it up now, and it ties in with something that uh, Noah has been doing for the last month. It's, okay. This would be day one. We'll I'm glad to talk today. about it, because this is my second Saturday in a row, and I, I could not feel better, and I have a big revelation to announce to everyone. Okay, so I'm going to pull up just the, the question Are we going to say the person that sent it, their name? Yeah, you know what? I think that we should uh, give him some, some credit. Uh, some credit. This and is, some love. Uh, we, we appreciate it. This is what we want from all our fans. This is what we want. Interaction. So thank you for uh, Mike Gainham. Um, at Gain Reach, if you want to follow him on Instagram. At Gain Reach, MM Robinson Boy, 92, killing it out there. Yeah, that we really appreciate the the question and the uh, feedback. Here is the questions based okay. on Noah's Dry January. Yep. When do you guys think it's okay or justified to break off a moral goal such as Dry January, if at all okay? Cheers. Cheers do you, to you, Mike. Do you want to start this one? I mean, you're the one doing the contest. You may as well start, and then I'll, I'll give the my challenge. input afterwards. So this is actually something that I think about a lot because uh, I think dry January, especially in our society, there's a lot of emphasis on drinking alcohol often. And even like when I was at, I was at a house party last night. I was in Guelph. I was at a house party, and I was sober. And uh, everyone you talk to when you're like, oh, it's uh, yeah, it's dry January, they go, wow, that's amazing. You're, you're doing a month sober. That's incredible. Like, I'm so proud of you. So good for you. And... It's interesting because it's like, well, why is it such a big deal to just not be drunk for a little while? Um, but obviously, a lot of people it is. And even for me, I think historically, it would be uncommon for me to go a week without drinking, let alone a full month. But uh, another thing I even thought about, because both both weekends in a row, I had my friends who were like, I'm doing dry January, like, ah, you know what, who cares? Like, just just drink, who cares? What? Who cares? And the reality is, is when I th- thought about it last night, I was tempted. And I thought, at the end of the day, if I decide to drink, does anyone actually care? Is anyone is anyone going to be there to, to to stop me? To all of our listeners, considering we had a segment on the last topic, <laughs> you think well, they're not going to hold you accountable? And it is it is funny to say that because part of when I said that when I was like, oh, you know what, I would drink, but I actually said to my Instagram to all my followers, I was doing Dry January, so I feel accountable to them. But the bottom line is, I could stop; nothing would matter. But uh, when it comes to actually making a moral goal, you have to say like, well, why why are you starting this goal? And for me, one of the things that I really wanted to set out and accomplish was I didn't want to not drink. And not socialize because I didn't feel comfortable socializing without drinking. I actually wanted to challenge myself and see if I could have as much fun and still be social without being drunk. And um, I'm going to say right now, last night, I was so much fun and I had so much fun. And I was actually as effective without being drunk as I as I was sober. And um, yeah, so when it comes to a moral, a moral, cha- a moral challenge that you give to yourself, I think it's just really important to say, why, why are you embarking on it? What are your goals? What do you want to achieve after? And what are you willing to sacrifice? Because I think, especially when we think of partying and kind of tying into New Year's, is a lot of the times we put so much emphasis on the importance of a night. And you think like all week you're thinking about it, you know, it's got to be the best night. But the reality is we've all had a thousand nights. So even if you have one that's bad, if you have, if you have a whole month of bad nights, you're going to get over it. But um, yeah, so I really felt like I didn't want to. I don't want to go back on it, and I might even this sober January. It's kind of looking like it might even go into maybe even a, a little bit of sober February as well. You know, uh, I was actually just about to ask. Do you think this is going to carry on to sober 2020? And I asked this just based on a couple things you said there. You said the whole reason you did it was to be as effective, see if you could have as much fun sober 
And clearly, from what you said, you're having just as much fun. So what incentive is there for you to go back to drinking now after being dry January? And you're claiming right now that you're having as much fun as you are. Yeah, so I think uh, for me especially, one of the one of the things when I got to this, this new year, when you talk about resolutions, I, I thought, what's a behavior of mine that I could definitely change that should benefit me? And I would say at this point, my biggest destructive behavior is probably my drinking still. That's the thing that I still do a lot. I came off a pretty heavy bender over the Christmas holidays. I think I did 10, 10 days out of 11 10 over for Christmas 10. break. Well done. Um, and those were not like, those were not casual sipping nights. Those were like getting drunk. Um, and I partied so much in university. I partied, I've partied, I've partied. So I thought, you know what? Um, yeah, I, I wouldn't mind maybe extending it to not necessarily sober 2020, but just an overall shift in typical behavior that maybe it is me being more comfortable to go out sober and maybe drinking, whether it's maybe once a month to less than twice a weekend. So I'd say, yeah, I'd like to see a shift in my behavior in the future and I'd love to keep sober going and sober 2020 could be a goal, could be a wave. So here's a, a question for you, yep. uh, kind of based on what Bond was saying. Oh yeah. Um, when you're saying, uh, I'm well to see if I'm going to have as much fun as I did if I was drinking. So that would mean your only value towards alcohol is the purpose that it gets you drunk. So you're not the kind of person who's like, I want a cold beer for the sake of the taste and the sake of um, just on a hot summer day like type thing. So you actually have no appreciation for alcohol other than what it does to your mental state? So I will say yes. Okay. Which is fair and which is why this is such a good thing for someone yeah. like you because for someone like me who actually enjoys um, you know, like a good glass of wine or a great craft beer, that's something where it's just like, oh, well, I would go back because I do want to even if I have the one one beer on like during the day or whatever at night when I come home from work, that's something that I I value just because I appreciate it. No different than maybe someone could appreciate um, a cup of tea or maybe a or, nice a joint. Exactly. So uh, that's that's my thought process on it. And to go back to what you were saying earlier about uh, why why people say oh you know like that's so impressive like congratulations I, and I think it's. It's a lot of to do with when you're when you grow up going through university, college, school, high school, right? Everything is such party environment, and that everybody needs to be drinking all the time. So you get to the mental state of this is just what normality is on the weekends and to do at a party. And so I think it's impressive for you to be at a party and being able to to uh, not get annoyed one with all the other drink, drunk people, but to really just forget <laughs> about the alcohol being there at all and just having fun, um, just as a human rather than being influenced in any which way. Uh, I'm the kind of person who, where there's like a social setting, maybe not at a party because a party, I'd, you know, it's, you balance off people, but in a, in a social gathering such as, you know, five or six friends getting together, maybe 10 friends, I'm the kind of guy who wants to see everybody drinking and having fun. So for me, I would probably look at you and say that's the stupidest thing ever. <laughs> so I have two comments. Do you want to jump in, Bond, and talk about? Because I think you're reducing your alcohol intake as well. I like kind of have over the past like few months. I definitely drink a lot, a lot less. But I would say I'm not like actively trying to reduce it right now. Okay. I just have one last question for you before you dive into what you're going to talk about, Matt. Yep. So just join them together. Um, you also mentioned last podcast that you've been staying away from. The marijuana. Oh, yeah. And oh, you're yeah. still staying away from that? Yeah, and it's too bad because uh, a lot of people were smoking weed last night. And for me, 
I, I don't know. Like I, I went from about two months ago, three months ago, to being a heavy user, smoking weed every day, and and not only smoking weed but being productively high in the sense that I would smoke weed and then I go, okay, I got to clean my room, I got to do this. Like and it that. was, it was habitual, like normal. Like for every and single day, it, and it wasn't like I want to smoke weed and lay around. I was like, I'm gonna smoke weed and then I want to go out and be active. Um, but I just haven't had the drive to be high. You know, it's almost like it's almost like I'm high without being high. You're like, high on life. I'm almost high on <laughs> life right now. And um, so yeah, I haven't been smoking weed, but I'm glad okay. I'm glad you brought that up. So it's been about the last time I smoked weed was December 23rd, I believe. Um, so yeah. Anyways, talk about what you were talking about, and even to touch on what Bond said there. Um, I do enjoy beer. Okay. And that's what the behavior. I have no problem. I don't necessarily, when I say dry and sober future, it's not, I don't, I would always, I don't, I don't, when I go to a party, I'm not buying beers so I can enjoy them. I'm buying beers of so course, I can, of course. So yes. I get effed up. But don't get me wrong. If I'm going to a nice, a nice vegan restaurant and they've got a beautiful vegan beer. Most beers vegan. But you're eliminating the ones that aren't. You yeah. never know like what, if maybe there's a little bit of meat in the beer. I think the only um, thing that potentially could go into a beer that's vegan if it's like a milk stout. Yep. Um, potentially maybe egg, but I think that would be in like a beer cocktail confusion. Uh, but either way, what I was gonna but, say is like when I go for a nice meal, I would still love sometimes to have a beer. I'm what I'm trying to do with this dry January is shift my my I guess social behavior from needing to be drunk and more that. But I also like like, enjoying it. It's funny I had to talk about this kind of with my my. Well, I wasn't done so. <laughs> I also I, I just want to Jesus. touch on this first but um... see here's the difference right here two episodes ago this guy was hammered off blue lobsters fucking didn't give a shit about anything and now all of a sudden I'm I'm stepping over the line I'm crossing into his boundaries I just wasn't done with my response to your original okay, statement okay yeah, go and ahead I continue finish it. captain um, so I also do appreciate this because I, I don't necessarily want to be in a, a situation with a bunch of sober boring people yeah. I still want everyone else to be drunk because yeah. they're not as fun as I am sober, so I need that to be drinking. <laughs> so I, that's why when you said, "Oh, like uh, being sober with everyone drunk around you," I was I was thinking it was hilarious when people were drunk. They were falling over. They were like one one guy was like his eyes were almost closed, and he was like trying to kiss me. And I just thought it was really funny. It was you know just because really... he he doesn't understand like he's a he's a close talker. Yeah, I don't know if there's any fans of oh uh, a close talk a close talker. He's a close talker. A close talker is someone who talks right in your face. Basically, the point where like your noses are touching, oh. um, and it's not just happening at parties. Like, it's just you as a person are a close talker. Um, and I think we, I've talked about this before, not on the podcast, but with people. And we labeled I think Noah as a close talker, <laughs> and so it's funny that he says that. Oh, that's right. I had no problem. I, had no I don't, problem I don't know if close. it was you. I, I think it was you, but this would have been like a while ago, um, and it might have had to do actually with a party setting. That might be something you just do when you're drunk and at a party is you just you close you close talk so I, I definitely didn't know that that's what it was called but it close makes talking. sense a close talker that's pretty <laughs> self-explanatory there yeah uh, but I, I actually have uh i've experienced this a lot lately i'd find people are like getting in my face when they talk what's some strategies you guys use to get away from a close talker Ooh, or even just like do of- you do the casual backup because lately i've been doing like the casual like and they'll step myself you, back yeah. And they just move closer as soon as they start talking. You're like, dude, like let's let, let's realize what's happening here. Like I'm taking a, a couple inches back for a reason. So okay, I got a couple tips for for a close talker. One is as a close talker, he probably feels like he's the alpha or she, I guess. And they're, they're trying to establish dominance by get by closing so the gap. What beats a close talker? Closer talker. Closer talker. <laughs> like think about this. I like it. What are the chan- What are the chances of you guys actually kissing? 
Probably zero. Probably zero, exactly. So if I'm getting closer to you, as you are already close to my face, you're probably now thinking the same thing that, you know, that I was thinking. That, wow, this guy's getting really close, even though... Because I think a close talker doesn't know that they are a close talker. Would, would you say that's fair? Sometimes you need to have someone do something to you to realize that it's maybe uncomfortable when you do it to them. And then that might establish the space. Um, yeah. And what I would do next is... How, sure, how close can you get, though? Because eventually there's really no gap anymore. Well, then then you're whispering in each other's ears. And like, or, you just have to accept that okay. that's part of like, your, your conversation now. <laughs> so what I'm going to say here is that there's a couple people out there who may listen that are close talkers, and if I encounter you in real life, I may start using that strategy. So if you start seeing that <laughs> inch closer, you're you're a close talker, and I'm oh. testing it out. Is there a far talker? Is there the opposite? Or that, that just... uh, no, I would say that's just like... Normal people. Okay. Yeah. Well, far talker, I think, is the kind of person, it's not necessarily in um, classic conversation. It's someone who yells across the room, but maybe, like... <laughs> To the point where it's like, I have no idea what you're saying. Why can't you just take a couple steps, you know, walk maybe for half a millisecond and you'll be a lot closer to me and we can have a real conversation. <laughs> but my second tip for the close talking people is, so yes, definitely step back. Now you're saying, well, when I step back, it doesn't work they're because they're following closer. me. So What, you what, have if, to, what if you're against the wall? There's nowhere to go. So what right? you have to do is you have to establish that there's space between you guys. So as soon as you step back, you're creating that space. Now, here's the problem. He's going to fill or she is going to fill the space. They. Is going to fill the space with their face if you don't fill the space yourself. What am I going to fill the space with? Well, anything. You got a backpack on? Flip it around. Put it on the <laughs> uh, you got your arms? Maybe cross your arms like a genie. Put them out in front with your elbows out. Anything that you can do. Maybe you wave your hat, start waving your hat around. Do something. Snapping or whatever, or hand gestures. Call, but animated hand gestures could be. That's a good way to establish. You know, like, like you need that. to create space between yeah. each other before that person can can get right in your face again. So that's the second tip. Try both out. Um, if anyone has encountered this or will encounter this after hearing it, yeah, please let us know. We'd actually like to, if you have any tips um, on close talkers. Yeah, let's yeah. Like I actually, I think that that's a, a great suggestion because I I often get uncomfortable in those situations, and I'm one of those people I definitely. And very observant to a close talker because I inch away pretty quickly, and you'll start noticing like, hey, maybe we ha- we started this con- this conversation on one side of the room, we're on the other side of the room. For <laughs> this a person's reason. chasing you around the room. There's a reason why we ended up 25 feet away from where this conversation started four minutes ago. And actually, what we'll do is after we record this, we're gonna actually put up a couple Instagram stories, and we'll show you exactly. Um, maybe, oh, some of the strategies. The strategies. Okay. We'll, we'll do exactly what I'm talking about. And I wouldn't even mind, actually, uh, if we had someone who knows they're a close talker, maybe maybe some of the reasons why they talk so close. Maybe. Yeah, maybe contact someone individually, and I challenge anybody who's a close talker to try and close talk on me. <laughs> because there's no chance you can close talk on me. Yeah, And if you're a knowing close talker, like you actively know I talk to close people, can you send us a reason why? Yeah, why? Yeah. What, what's driving you to talk so close? Yeah. Maybe they got a secret. I find the same thing, <laughs> I find the same thing with, do you have... Uh, I'm just going to make up the term now because it makes sense. A loud talker, like people who oh, you're yeah. having a one-on-one conversation. They're just sometimes in a closed room you. or just in a, like a, a private space. Like there's no one within 10 feet of you and they're just talking so loud so that the whole room can I've hear it. I've been labeled as a loud talker before. I think you guys are both loud talkers. Oh, uh, oh so That's why he said it. Okay. Wait a minute. Does yeah. that make you a quiet talker? I also think I'm a quiet talker. Yeah, what if two of us three here are, you know, I, uh, loud talkers as you deem us. I get a lot of people saying, what? 
when I speak. <laughs> so I'm either a mumbler or a quiet talker. I think, maybe, I think maybe just my ears are a lot better than everyone else's. He has very acute hearing. So, I, oh, uh, man. I got so many pet peeves about fucking talking. Like, when somebody says something, but their back is towards you, and they expect you just to know what you're saying. Like, because a lot of communication is body language. I think like 93%. When, when would someone say something when their back is turned to you? Like when you're driving um, in a car? Work. Uh, maybe like if you're asking someone for help with something in the store. Oh, or okay. like, hey, can you help me? You're shopping with a buddy and they're looking at something and then they're saying something. Hey, do you think that you're going to like this? And you're like, <laughs> dude, like, I just turn around. Like, I, Why is this so hard for you? Like, why am I having to come to you to, like, find out what you're saying? We're trying to communicate. We when should... you're the one who's trying to say it to If me. we're going to be communicating, let's communicate. Let's put our phones down. Let's communicate in real life. Yes. Okay. Well, it is real life when these things happen. Yeah, 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 yeah. Those are, that's a phone talker. Oh, oh, like a person talking when they have their phone? No, no, over the phone. Oh, I'm talking about, like, when you're having a conversation and someone's texting like Someone's just time. texting. Oh, man. You know what? So, here's the thing. When someone's texting and I ask them a question and they don't respond to me, and they just continue what they're doing on their phone as if whatever's on their phone, like, is so fucking important. And if they stop, it's just going to go away. Where the person in real time, real life, in your face is, boom, right there asking a question. That's probably a simple answer. I hate that. Like, uh, I'm really bad at that. Well, I, I know, I'm like, really I will say Bond's a good example. My brother, Aaron, Aaron, he's, he's a big listener. He's, uh, he's a good example. Like, people that literally can't actually, it's almost like when they're faced at their phone, there's nothing yeah, else happening. Selective, it's like selective hearing. Yeah. Um. It's the same, similar um, condition that my dog, Walter, had. <laughs> uh, he was a beagle. He's a hound, and he put his nose to the floor. Couldn't hear. And it's like he has selective hearing because yeah. his, his nose is so powerful yeah. that he follows the same. They do trail. have powerful noses, though. So the one thing I'll say is that I agree. I'm bad with being on the phone while someone's talking to me, and then I don't answer them. But I'm going to establish something here. Oh, shit. Is that... I don't think I'm bad at, like, we're in mid-conversation. I pull up my phone. I ignore it. It's more yeah. like I'm already on my phone. If, now you're interrupting me, yeah, and I'm enough. not getting back fair to enough. you. I was on my phone first, so I got to finish what I'm doing. I am bad at it, though, because usually it's not nearly as important as the face-to-face pop, yeah. uh, thing. Um, and, yeah, I got to apologize to anyone I do that, too, because I, I know I'm really bad at Bond's it. Bond's pretty bad with his I'm not going to make excuses. Like, could you imagine this? Someone's on their phone, like, texting, not on a phone call, and – or because, like – you can't. You could only assume, especially if it's someone within the same age group as us, yep. that they're not doing anything productive really on their phone. Well, yeah. Um, you know, like, and not to say that they aren't, but the assumption is that they're probably on Instagram sending a text to like a buddy, parent, girlfriend, whatever. Um, because typically you're not having like, yeah, you can get in like heated arguments or serious conversation over text, but usually everything is light, and if not, then you would you would take a phone call. So imagine this happens to you. How furious would you be? You go. Someone's on their phone. So you assume that they're doing something unimportant. And you say, hey, um, do you think you could pass me the whatever that's beside you? Doesn't You don't even need a response. All you got to do is like this. And they, what they do is they don't look up, but they raise their finger. They hold oh, like up their one, finger. Like a one second? Like, wait. Oh, <laughs> See, I, I actually have no issues with that. Yeah, I think I think that's so, totally, that's totally oh, fine. And then this is actually cool something. This, so this is like, actually. But I'm like, not they couldn't even say wait. They couldn't even say wait. No, it's, that's, I, let me no. educate you. Yeah, here. let's let's hear from. Okay. Bond. So there's, you know, how there's people out there who say I'm a good multitasker. Or, I'm a really bad multitasker. Humans cannot physically multitask. You're just it's doing literally two, impossible. You're doing two things nobody inefficiently at once. Yeah, yeah, nobody actually can do it. Our brains are designed to multitask. Anybody who out there who says I'm a great multitasker, yo, you can chew gum. 
and have a conversation at the same time. Sick. That's not multitasking. When your brain has to actively be involved, our brains can't actually multitask. So okay. those people are liars. So they're putting their finger up being like, yo, too much info to process. Let yeah. me finish this one thing. And then you got my undivided attention. Well, because I was, I was actually going to jump in. I, I know you want to get back into it. I am. I don't know if you know this, but Matthew <laughs> is an apostle, the gift of God. That is me. I guarantee you I am greater than science. <laughs> I guarantee you I can multitask, whatever it may be. I will have a conversation and chop tomatoes. You want that's, me to do it? I don't think that's multitasking. I don't think that's, that's, well, what's the definition of multitasking? Do, doing, doing two things at once. Doing two things at once that actually require ba- brain I think, power. I think you can do anything. So talking does not require ba- no. brain power? No. Yeah, that's, so no, you're actively thinking oh, about what you're saying. that's a good saying. point, actually. So it, then yeah. the, the whole finger with him having to not be able to talk to me while he's texting... So I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't understand the point. Like, I, can you bring it up again? Yeah, so the point is, he's they're on their phone, okay? And they're either scrolling through Instagram and doing something potentially unimportant, okay? okay? Or sending just, okay. And I say, hey, can you... Or not even, can you do something? Hey. Um, can you pass me the wrench? It sounds like this not is a even, work... Not even... Pa- not like this is a work setting. I'm not even, yeah. But I don't want to include in, in something with physical motor skills. All I'm saying is like, hey... Um, are you done with that? Hey, they can either you, say yes or no. What do you think of the but They might not have listened. Have you ever been in a situation where like that? I I know because I I purposely make sure that I don't do what I say I hate. Bon, let me send a fucking text right now. I'm gonna send a text and someone ask me a question. Right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna respond. You send a text, text and I'll give an example of why I think it's okay. Okay. So um, Matt is consciously gonna be listening and yeah. typing something very very mean. And then we'll <laughs> so, see. Okay, we'll fine. See. Get me get me when I'm not paying attention. So the, the example you brought me. up earlier, where you're like, I can cut tomatoes and have a conversation. Anyone yeah, can do that. Yeah, anybody can do that. But let's say it was your first time cutting tomatoes. There's ooh, no way you'd be ooh. able to cut tomatoes and have that conversation. But then, that's what I'm trying to say. Anything that actually requires. It's not, it's not your first power. time sending a text though. That's the only thing too, right? Yeah, if you're sending. A complicated text, yeah. and you're trying to hold the conversation with me. Guaranteed, you can't do it. So you want me to send a complicated text? So you guys write down something for me to text. <laughs> well, no, you have to, no, because you have to think of it. I want you to. Just, I want you to get a text. Copy, paste we got to text Emily to text him something, and then or we can actually text him right now. We're gonna catch you off guard. But um, okay. what I was saying <laughs> is like, fuck you guys up. What I, <laughs> I can walk on water. <laughs> I like what you said about um, about the finger because I think if you are on your phone, it's okay. Like, I think a better response would be... Sorry, one sec. Yeah, sorry, let me just finish this text. Like, I'm doing something yeah. on my phone or I need a few minutes. I guess my point, Bond, was I think it's pretty fucking rude to raise your finger at somebody and say <laughs> one second. Hey, I man. mean, this this ended up being a great argument and there's there's a lot of challenges that have come from the first like, just, 15 minutes. I know that podcast. some people think it's rude to put a finger up, but to me, that's just nonverbal communication. I have no problem with like, oh, hey, like this is just a quick, like, hey, one second. That's I have no problem with I it. I just, I don't know, I... I guess I, I have a lot of. I guess you could say maybe it's a me problem. You have a lot of etiquette. Like issues. I have a lot of. I wouldn't say etiquette Social because etiquette. a lot of people would probably think I'm rude. But I just have a lot of things that you just don't do and you do do <laughs> in social uh, like social settings, and um, that's just not one of them that I would ever do. Like I've been in multiple situations where I'm on my phone sending something and somebody <laughs> says, "Hey, have you seen this?" and I can easily just go yes or no. By hearing what they're saying, by and also typing what I'm saying, yeah, that's, I, yeah. I, so that's that's literally my point. What I would what I would say, I want to wrap up. Like I my perspective on this, but we can keep talking about it. Like I'm not, yeah, we'll wrap it up. But I'm not, I'm not trying to say that like I'd be sending a text. So essentially, you're saying it with your mind, not actually speaking it out loud, and then also us having an in depth conversation about the weather. But I'm saying like when someone asks you a simple question that requires a yes or no. That is pretty simple to just go yes or no while still looking at your phone. Yeah. 
So I would just say for my for where I'm sitting over here in the shed, um, <laughs> I know for me like there are, there are some tasks that I think are on my phone that I need to actually be focused on my phone. For example, if I'm trying to post an Instagram story and trying to think of what to say, or um, if I maybe like sometimes you are sending a text and it's not that the conversation is not important; it's that the text is so like. It's so, I don't want to say fickle, but it's so particular what you need to say and respond that that just takes up too much cognitive function that you aren't able to actually engage in the conversation. So I think, as you said, Bond, and as I said, best thing to do is say, hey, one second, I'm just sending a text. Or, hey, I'm just doing an Instagram story. But if you're doing something useful like scrolling through the gram, unless it's a really good Instagram post, you should be conversating with the person. So, like... Oh, what the fuck? Why don't <laughs> ever raise your finger at me like that again? <laughs> so for those who uh, aren't in the pool shed with us Jeez. watching, so none of you, um, <laughs> I just raised my finger at Matt just because I wanted to have my turn to speak on this. Wow. Just, to, just to end it off. He's been speaking so much. I know, Matt needs I, to chill. I know. I'm, I'm, just, I'm just trying to get yeah. in here because I'm trying to defend the other people because I know how bad I am at it and I'm ext- extremely a guilty party in this. Uh, but I am consciously making an effort to be on my phone less. Uh, reading a fantastic book right now. It's called Notes on a Nervous Planet by Ooh. Matt Haig. Ooh. It's all about how social media and the age of technology has caused a lot, not caused, but brought out a lot more anxiety and mental health problems. Yeah. Uh, so something that it mentions, and it's it's more than just a self-help book. It's really scientific and educative. But something that I'm doing because I've realized how bad I've gotten being on my phone, like ignoring the world around me and being on my computer, ignoring the world around me, like, I'm the type of guy, like, you're watching a TV show and you're scrolling through Instagram, you're scrolling through Twitter, you're, you're not even watching TV, but you so need the TV on the background. Yeah, while you're, like, sitting with someone yeah. beside you or something. There's so literally three phone. things happening yeah. all at once. And I'm just and trying to bring it back down. All of them. But you're incredible. not really. No, because <laughs> how many times have you ha- how many times have you been on your phone and then you had to rewind something in an intense show and you're like, I oh honestly, shit, I didn't usually see that. just let it go and so accept that you it, missed was, it. it was my fault. So yeah. what I've changed is that when I get into bed now, my phone is nowhere near me and it's gone so that means like i'm not even sending a text while i'm in bed bed there is no more phone allowed while i'm in bed uh that way first thing i do when i check up is not check my phone uh anything like that even to set my alarm like the other night i literally stood up got out of bed went to my phone set my alarm just sat back lay back down in bed and i'm trying to uh be my, good at that my advice on that would be I, I like the idea of drink a glass of water before you look at your phone in the morning because that's going to make your yeah, day a lot better. That's fantastic. But uh, I also will like to say that I think there is a healthy amount of social media, and I think it's okay. Like, for example, yesterday, I was at a conference yesterday, uh, the Canadian Nutritional Society um, conference. It was, I think, nutrition, actually, and nutrition and mental health um, through the lifespan. And uh, Alyssa Wazik was the one that put it on. Big shout out there, big plug. But uh, I just want to say that, like, for, I didn't look at my phone all day. And then when I came back from the conference around 5.30, I spent about 30 minutes just looking through Instagram and not talking to anyone. And I think it's okay to unplug from the world for a little bit, but the whole idea is when you spend too much time when you're not actually doing anything. So, like, almost almost focus on your social media for 30 minutes, get it over with, catch up on your stories, what you're able to look at, and then move on. Yeah, I think that's fair. Speaking of... Uh Social media, Matt, I think you had something you wanted to bring up for today. Hey, social media! Today's main topic. <laughs> yeah, so I, I thought of this topic. Um, basically, it came to me just over, like, nostalgia. And what the topic is I want to discuss was how social media... It's, like, two, two different uh, p- portions here. And the first part is how social media was brought into our lives when we were oh, younger how were we introduced and it, what yeah. kinds of social media we were using back then what was our first taste of social media versus how um what we use now and how it influences our lives and then the second part is less personal but more so on a worldly basis 
on how social media was when it first was relevant to us. So kind of similar to the first part and the first step. I've got a lot to say about but this. But then now, in a broader spectrum of how it impacts the world and things that are going around. So are we have to remember all those different topics? Or are you going to rebrand? No, those well, up well, the first the first part is a little bit anecdotal yeah. about uh, self. Self things that first, are first experience. Yeah, with first media. experience with social media. So I, I can start it off, and then maybe we're, you guys we're, can. We're, on. We were born in 1995, so to give perspective, we would have emerged on the scene probably between like 2005, 2010. Yeah. So the first, maybe I think the first, younger. and this might go for all of us actually. Yeah. Um, the first taste of social media, maybe for all of us, but definitely for me, was MSN. MSN. Yeah, for sure. MSN social media. I. Uh, messaging network or something like messaging service network something like that we have no Microsoft idea Microsoft social network we know is, is that what, no yeah know. maybe sounds that's good. it yeah exactly so, I mean, the <laughs> it way, sounds good why I'm saying it's social media is because oh it was well, well you sure. interacted with other people through online platform yeah. Um, you had a profile. People were able to see what Display music you were listening picture, to. Music, um, all that kinds of stuff. So, like, it was also the first particular. Uh, bon, just look it up. Masters of Science in Nursing. <laughs> 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 I really got duped there. Interesting. Um, so, like, think about this. Even when your your first experiences with like having a girlfriend or having a crush in love, it was it was incorporated with this social media. I, you would always put the girl's name and hearts or whatever as your status. Like that uh, was how you knew it was going down. Like, yeah, there, I had some relationships that were strictly just based on social media, just online. So I actually, and, like, I think we all had that. And I actually want to comment that I actually think maybe at a young age for us, like I know that, like I would, we would all, it would be, you'd go to school all day, you'd hang out with your friends, and then you would literally spend like. The, pretty much your entire evening on MSN talking yeah. with your friends and I actually think that is good social constructiveness to be able to socialize with your friends all, literally all night I think that's good I think t- well, limited yeah here's the negative part yep I would like in my basement uh, when it was Saturday night Saturday night uh, hockey night in Canada my whole family would be watching be hockey MSN and instead. I'd literally be on the computer just down the hall in the basement on the computer and they'd be yelling at me to get off and come watch. And I'd be like, yeah, 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 one sec. And then I would, what I would do is I would leave it on. And then I would go watch hockey. And then I would hear that ding, like message. And I'd be like, oh my God, that's Sarah. That's Sarah. Just message me. I have to go see. But knowing I was just there five minutes ago, like, you know what I mean? You'd hit her, so, with, a, you'd hit her with a BRB or a GTG? Uh, or, or, were you a G, or were you a G2G? GT or G2? I think I, I kind of flipped it up. I think between, it was G2. I think I started G2G, but then I thought like, Oh, I'm too cool for the two, so then I just put in the T. <laughs> the best was when like they were like BRB, and then you're just sitting there. Yeah, yeah, no problem. You're sitting there just staring at the screen, and then eventually their status changes and it goes offline. <laughs> <laughs> and you're just like, what the hell? So that's I guess the first uh, taste of ghosting. Getting that yeah, BRB, yeah. BRB never to return. <laughs> so a uh, funny, uh, we'll continue with the MSN. Talk, we got a lot to talk about for. But you. there was also another little taste of social media I got. And I don't know if you guys would have experienced this. AOL? This no, this was just well. MySpace would probably be another one that people had. I didn't have it. I I didn't get much into MySpace. I, didn't but I had MySpace. it. I know I had um, it. But anyways, everyone on my street had a Nintendo DS. And actually, oh. there is a program on Nintendo DS. Nintendo Link, isn't it? No, I think it's called uh, Nintendo Chat. Okay. Or something like Nin Nin, nin Chat. Maybe. I don't know. I don't remember. But uh, basically, it would allow all my neighbors from their houses to link up into a chat room and you would able to write and talk. So it's similar to MSN, but uh, on, you know, exclusively for the Nintendo DS. And I don't know if that became before or after MSN, but probably like during 
MSN, and we, it was just another cool thing. But that that was short lived. Uh, Have but, we? Did we talk about our emails already? So yeah, we yeah we did yeah. we did priorly talk about our emails, but that's something that was incorporated. Oh, like I remember, there was times in class where like there'd be a new girl or a new guy that you just uh, became friends with, and they're like, "Oh, like I'll add you on MSN. What's your email?" And mine, <laughs> you know, everyone knows was WrestleMania rules. <laughs> Like, and not even that one that, like, everyone had Hotmail, and I was at fucking Simpatico. Oh, like, you were one of those losers? My mom made it for me, man. Come on. <laughs> and so, and so uh, I would have to be like, uh, it's uh, WrestleMania underscore rules, and I'd be like, yeah, I'll add you. Never saw the invitation come in. <laughs> <laughs> well, probably because they were spelling rules with a Z. Like, like yeah. Dead, I should have been Eventually, I just got smart about it, and then I would just tell people, like, yeah. oh, mine's too long. Like, what's yours? I'll just add you. That, that was a classic <laughs> move. That was a classic. What, what was yours? Cheetah Man one one. Cheetah Man, that was like, dude, that was it. But that was sick. That was sick. <laughs> what I was like in grade that's four. That's what I mean. That was actually a really cool email. Yeah, I remember it was pretty dope. Because mine was mine was River thirty seven Eagles Rock, um, and a bit of the reasoning behind it was I really thought River was like a cool name to yeah. be like River. Um, I think it would have actually. Does have a hotel? Does that actually and Club Penguin like do those fall into oh, the social Club media? Club Penguin, technically, yeah. Have a hotel was dope. My brother I didn't got play me that. Into, I played br- Club Penguin. My brother got me into Have a Hotel, and it was dope. Runesca- that that let me into RuneScape. Yeah. Because, like, would, are you counting those? I, I think Have a Hotel and Club Penguin are more social media-esque, whereas RuneScape was a role-playing game where you fight yes, people. Yes, But the whole idea where you, like, go into this online world and you just, like... You're as a penguin. As <laughs> a penguin. And, like, you get all these sick things. <laughs> a wizard. And, yeah. like, and, like, people would decorate the little apartments. You go see someone else's apartment and it was cool and, like, you couldn't swear in them or anything so you have to use, uh, you have to use like, the symbols to make a swear word. Yes. Oh, gosh. And, like, I remember, like, some people would pay for Have a Hotel and to, like, buy cool apartment stuff. Yeah, yeah. you had to buy, like, the tokens and then you get to buy, like, your own room and stuff. I remember I actually did that <laughs> I, for my birthday. I asked for it. Birthday, yeah. I got it for my birthday. Did you? I have a hotel and RuneScape. I became member a member on, so I got like the paid version. Yep. And then uh, immediately I got tricked into giving out my password, and I got. Hit. <laughs> <laughs> That's a true story. How so, did they yeah, trick how'd they you? dupe you? What happened? Oh, they told me. I, th- I was an eleven-year-old bond. Yeah, I was just like a young guy, man. And like this is before we know about all the scams. So it's gonna sound like almost as bad as Noah's Nigerian prince story. Yep. Yeah. Um, and so this guy, we went into baby. like a pri- we went to like a private room. He's like, dude, I can get you free tokens. Like I just found out this sick like cheat code. And he was a guy like I kind of met online and like became friends with yeah. me and my this brother we bond, played together online friends online <laughs> friends and then he's like hey man like how you do it is you type in all this stuff blah 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 and then the last thing you do is put star and your password <laughs> and naturally i did it and then that popped up in the chat and immediately my account got hacked literally literally <laughs> like it wasn't even like the it guy, was probably like ten dollars but still, the guy yeah. didn't even he had a program on his computer that as soon as bond put that password in all his luckily <laughs> it took like five minutes but like i got kicked out and then uh, you tried to go back in. And tried to go back in. I remember crying to my mom and dad. I was so upset. And they were just like, "You're and, such." An and idiot. like, I just remember my dad being like, "You're dumb. <laughs> I, you're a waste of a that, child." That, might have been, <laughs> I was, that probably was the most disappointed your parents have ever been in you. Uh, they've been more disappointed. <laughs> that, that was, was definitely top one five, of them. Top but, five. but I was bringing it back to the MSN. I, I got some things to say. About oh yeah, MSN. we're oh, we're not done with MSN. So, we're going MSN, way back. Were you guys one of the cool kids who had webcams? Because only oh, the cool yes. kids had me- webcams and were legendary. If you could actually like look at someone while you talk to them that's what I mean like a, almost like a very socially stimulating environment like in the sense that you're almost actually talking to your friends right and then the classic move was like you're talking to your crush and then if they didn't like you like oh my webcam's not working oh yeah like, I, I fucking know it is I know I, I remember the webcam like I was talking to Bond and you were webcamming with him last night I know your webcam's not broken 
yeah, and it was just heartbreaking. That's when you knew, like, the girl didn't like you back was when she said, like, my webcam's not working, but you webcammed her, like, two weeks ago. Yeah. I will say another classic is, like, you're talking to your crush, and you're, you could never say this in real life, but on MSN, you're like, so, uh, why, why do you like me? Yeah, you always, oh, man, and they'd be like, no. the best was, I like you, and then, oh, my God, so sorry, that was my friend. <laughs> oh, and then yeah. you just wait for the response. Yeah, you just like, <laughs> you throw oh, it. You well. throw it out there. You see what they say. Oh, and, uh, then, and then they say, "Oh, I was hoping it was you." You're in. <laughs> and then when they don't respond, and then they just, as you said, they go from they say "brb" and then they just never come back. Like, you're just heartbroken. You know what's funny is is we blame nowadays having, you know, when you when people struggle to talk to girls and um, like bars and or even just if you find a girl attractive, and you're like, you know what, like. Maybe I'll just shoot my shot and go talk to her, but people are too afraid to do that. Maybe, honestly, MSN and those early developments of building relationships with the opposite sex kind of ruined that. They crushed it. Yeah. Because all of your fears and anxieties about going and asking and telling someone, hey, I think you're cute, I think you're attractive, like, whatever, you all did it online behind a screen where you didn't actually have to face the See fears. Them, yeah. So I think maybe... That's an important part where you would build. It's hard to build those um, in-person skills if you're doing it on over a screen. I don't know if that's necessarily true though, because I think like, I think we still got through it in real life. Like I know, I know maybe I didn't learn it as an eight-year-old or a ten-year-old, yeah. but I think like still now even you can. There's never too late to learn in person. So maybe I don't know, but maybe you have a really good point. Maybe I don't know. Maybe it depends on like for someone who is outgoing as you. Maybe yeah. it's easy for you to break out of that shell. Whereas if you have a lot more of an introvert. So that was really something that they never really broke out of, and especially someone if they never ended up having a girlfriend or anything like that. Imagine I'm I'm gonna make a cross cultural maybe point of view here. Okay. My understanding is that Japan actually has problems with this. That people in Japan, especially men, won't talk to. They spend too much time online with their virtual girlfriends, and like there's a it's a crisis in Japan that like people literally aren't dating because the like people are literally spending too much time online whereas I think in western society it's not as bad um, but I also maybe wouldn't mind shifting the discussion to the MSN were they called what were they? emoticons emoticons yeah because oh, I, the ones that top yeah, they top of the screen there was, ding, ding, there ding, was ding. so oh, much yeah. going on and like I remember when they first came on the scene it was cool you had some emoticons but I remember there was like maybe a year where there were actually too many emoticons to the point where like people stopped using them because it was literally like everything was an emoticon yeah. and it kind of got annoying or how about, yeah, yeah how about uh, when the conversation would stop and you would send, like, a smiley, and they would send a smiley back, so then you send two smileys back, <laughs> and then it became, like, a little competition. The next thing you know, you're sending entire pages of, like, smileys and hearts and stuff, and they're just like, okay, you win. And you're like, ah, what are we going to talk about now? <laughs> you know? But also, like, uh, what I will say about the emoticons especially is, like, You'd be, you have your emoticons. I don't even know. Like you, where do you, you download them off the internet? Like where do you even get emoticons? I think there's different packages just that Microsoft uploaded. Yeah, but some like, maybe you had to buy. But like sometimes you'd be talking any. to someone, they'd hit you with like a new LOL you haven't seen, and you'd literally be like, "That was the coolest LOL ever. I'm getting that yeah, right like now." Spray painting LOL or something <laughs> like that. Do you? Is there any ones that you remember, Bond, that you really liked? Matt, like, kind of the knocking on the screen was, like, that's the, the one tap. that's really jumping out or at me. Or the spider when it's crawling over and then it shatters, like, the screen. Yeah. Um, There's me- a Remember nudging? Oh, man. Like, nudging if the person was responding. Like, you don't, don't remember nudging? I don't remember nudging, but, like, it sounds... It's just, it was, like, on Blackberry. Blackberry. BBM. BBM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay, are, we, yeah, yeah. are we diving into BBM, too? It was a ping. It was a ping. Ping, ping is on BBM, but nudge was I think on nudge okay. MSN. And when, so, I guess, another question is, like, when did MSN? When was it? When was its peak for you? 
and when did it start to, it kind of just disappeared it was like it, oh yeah and, then the, it. and it's funny now because as we're older all you wish for is that you could access it could you could you, you not? can't no you can't the, access it anymore it, it's, msn yeah it's totally i've tried so many times really Yep, because I even remember it was WrestleMania underscore rules at Sympatico.ca. My password was Undertaker Rocks. <laughs> <laughs> you just got hacked and you're literally, your whole life is about to be shot. I don't remember what my password was back then, but I will say I had one girlfriend in grade four that was strictly virtual. And we did. Oh, yeah, absolutely. We dated, we dated for one week virtually online, and then I had to break up with her because I had a crush on a different girl in real life. And I just, I couldn't, I couldn't date this girl when I was like, I got to, I got to shoot my shot with that girl. Um, I didn't end up dating that girl. Teo ended up dating her anyway, it was grade four. So, so no, do you want to, do you remember the story when we were sitting in this very basement? You, I was teaching you how to play RuneScape. It was you and I, we were having a sleepover, and we were messaging your, at the time, online girlfriend. We'll <laughs> leave the uh, the name omitted. Oh, man, I need the name. I need the name. Okay. And, uh... Yeah. Oh, no, and we, we, were, were, no, we were, were girlfriends in real life. You guys were real... Yeah, you guys were girlfriends. Oh, I mean, That's we, what I'm saying. We were dating in real life. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Was it right? And we were messaging on MSN, <laughs> yeah. and then all of a sudden, she was, like, away for a little bit, and then came back on and started talking to us, and we're just kind of playing RuneScape in the middle and stuff. And then all of a sudden, we're saying kind of Noah was saying kind of aggressive stuff, like getting real sexual. I'm kidding. No. But, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was 12 years old. Yeah, I imagine. But that. you guys are like probably being a little flirty, and then this the I would person say, was like, "Hey, this is so and so's dad." Come on. And no, we didn't believe it, so we're like, "No way!" Like, no, it's not. And then we we both wrote, "Fuck you, so and so's dad." <laughs> And then, and then they're we like, were 12, you, we were 12. And then like, it was like legit that it was like her dad. And so then Whoa. he was like, who is this? Like, what, like, what's your name? I'm going to call the school. So then we blamed our other buddy. Who do we blame? Teo. <laughs> and I remember he going to trouble. Sc- and I remember going to school the next day. I don't remember if anything came out of it. It would have been the next day. Happy. It would have been Saturday. Yeah, or it was like Saturday or night. Yeah, yeah. So Monday we were all sitting in class and we told Teo about it and he was pissed and we're all just sitting like in the back of the class. Shuck. So we sat together Shuck. we're like. We're gonna be called down to the fucking principal's office like any minute. We're like guaranteed suspension. We're going, we're we're going like, down. We're, we're going down. Luckily, nothing came out of it, but we waited like three days and like everything was okay. But we ended up finding out that it was because this girl like begged her dad not to tell on us. She had her oh, back. Well, why would her but dad remember, just like, go on her MSN? I think you know how he probably are. logged into the computer and it was up. But like just the whole thing, like back then, like saying "fuck you" to someone's dad, like that's we we badass. were we were shook. I will say that's pretty twisted for a twelve year old to even talk like that. Because we didn't we didn't think it was a dad though. It was, like that's our defense. And you can imagine Bond and I, twelve year old, we're just sitting there, we're like, <laughs> we thought it was all funny, right? But twelve, what? You got grade seven? Grade six? No, grade that was grade four. I wasn't dating well, her in grade four, Bond. Grade five, then maybe. I started dating her in grade. six. <laughs> no, you grade five. I think we started dating at the end of grade five. Maybe you're right, but we dated through grade six. Yeah, so it was around yeah. that grade five six time. So it was uh, that was a big momentum swing yeah. for us. Uh, names omitted, man. This is this is liability for the pool shed right now. Fair enough. Fair <laughs> enough. Anyways, um, yeah. So I'd say that grade seven or six or seven is when MSN kind started. Peak. Like when oh. did, when did Facebook come out? So I think I got face- my I got my Facebook. I think in grade six. I got Facebook, I think, grade eight. And so, was that a thing that on MSN was like, add me on Facebook? Is that a thing or no? Mm. I don't remember them ever, like, the intertwining. Shift, but I, because I even remember, like, at the, uh, I the, think I stopped using MSN, like, grade eight. Well, it was kind of like the emergence of cell phones and BBM, especially. Like BBM that, that took all, everything once, out. Once people started getting more cell phones, then you didn't need to be on the computer to talk. You could talk with your yeah. phone. You could do that anywhere. Um, and another thing I will say is that I used to give, like, I remember going to the Tansy Wood dances in grade six. 
and giving girls like getting their MSN. That's how you'd like like hey, can I have your MSN? Like that's how you'd wheel. Yeah, I just didn't talk to girls. I was so scared. <laughs> yeah. which, is, which is fair, but you had a girlfriend in grade six too. I did have a girlfriend in grade bon six. Bond had a bunch of girlfriends in grade six. Dog, dude, I was a dog back then. Bond, Bond literally left grade six. Dated, didn't didn't date, kiss any of them. Dated every girl though in school. Literally was like, he's like, I'm gonna date every girl here, and then when I get to grade seven, new school, I'm gonna find new girls. New school, whatever. new girls. <laughs> dude, grade seven me was Cheetah Man one one six got after it. <laughs> and like you know, when looking back at it, I think MSN was really the best form of social media, other than like. That nowadays social media you can actually creep on people and yeah. stuff where it's like it's it was a pretty, lot more. It was pretty innocent because you had just your profile picture and then exactly it was, that's it, was it. Just... And you would communicate with people you wanted to communicate with, and nowadays if you're not private on these things, like they can see everything. Anyone can see anything, yeah. and I think once Facebook came out, all of these other things it was kind of a snowball from there. Facebook started just taking over everything, and then it was Twitter, and then Instagram all of a sudden came out, yeah. and then late later on in high school, Snapchat was yep. out. And then boom, that's that's kind of everything there is now. So I, I wouldn't mind talking about another. Just we didn't talk about it really quickly, but one that I think was very powerful for at least one year. Form spring. Form spring. Form spring was sketch. Form spring that that and I think there's there's different variations of it now, but that is literally a platform that's just built for cyberbullying. That's just all. In, yeah. So just in case anyone doesn't remember or didn't use form spring, form spring was like attached to Facebook. I want to say. And it was where you anonymously commented stuff about like people. You ask questions. People, you ask people questions, would have yeah. a profile, and then it could just be anonymous, literally comments or questions for anything. And sometimes it'd be awesome, like, but other like it would be the most easy way to get ripped apart online. It was the best way to tell your crush you like them. Yep, like you'd yeah. Or to, oh, find, or, to, or to find out you say, or oh, find out somebody your... likes you. Yeah, or you or you'd say like, hey, if you you had a crush, you'd say you'd ask them who they if they had like who their crush is. Like, oh, what do you think of? What do you think of Cheetah Man 111, for example? You say, oh, hoping they're going to say they, they like them or something. But I don't know if I'd ever reveal my crush on Forum Spring if someone asked me. No, I don't think so. I think, honestly, all I can remember from Forum Spring was it being very uh, mean. And then I also remember getting blamed for a lot of these Forum <laughs> Spring attacks. But that's an interesting thing, too. Cause like, speci- I remember with a specific girl got like attacked in her Forum Spring. You could frame people pretty and well. they all thought it was me because of like a certain situation. And I was like, it wasn't fucking me, like chill out like yeah, yeah. there's a lot of framing going but on. uh so I, I got targeted by them i also got targeted by the yearbook committee i uh it's 2020 i still don't forget <laughs> so uh, <laughs> we're talking about the great 11, the great 12 mm robinson yearbook. yeah, yeah. what i didn't get nominated. what, what do you want to get best dressed uh, i i think i won the, the drama was i got nominated for a lot of awards and won and you got snubbed and i got snubbed yeah. and they didn't they didn't put me in there yeah but you know what you know forgive forget and uh, I have not forgotten, Forever. but I can forgive. Yeah, okay. Okay, I like that. That's really nice of you. So yeah. I want to also talk about one other one that's kind of twisted <laughs> a little bit. And I think we, we can just touch this very quickly, but uh, this was kind of like early high school. Chat Roulette and Omegle. Uh, I I think I only did them a handful of times. Chat Roulette was weird. Just a lot of guys jacking off. It was literally like one, uh, you just cycle through. Just dudes jerking off. And then at the best part, because like, you were young and like you were... You were first like introduced kind of like sexual stuff like a girl would be on there and you'd be like <laughs> and then and like oh man wait, wait like, when you say a girl like a naked girl uh like no it'd be I, like a girl and you thought she was gonna get naked because all the other dudes were were so willing to <laughs> <laughs> and so, and so, so you thought you were like oh my god this is this is gonna be so hot like and you're young and like like 14 years old yeah you got a boner for the first time <laughs> <laughs> And I will say, I remember I, I did Omega. I think the summer between grade nine and ten, I did a lot of Omega. Even like you, you'd have friends too. Like it wasn't necessarily like. And I, I will say, I even had like 
I had some conversation with people that were from a different parts of the world. You talk to them for like an hour and like literally just talk and kind of learn about their culture and stuff. So it wasn't all bad. I never had any educational experiences on any of But I, I will say there were a lot of people who was just their dick and they would, yeah. they would it was be... weird, man. Like I, I didn't really do it very often. Like I think you, I maybe did a couple times with my neighbor, but it was mostly just dudes jerking off. And like I said, then you would get like, then you would, then that, that's where your mind went. And we're like, well, this is literally just like a sex show you're like why are why are we why are we allowed to be on this and why are these dudes jerking off <laughs> yeah, yeah i think i think i only did it maybe twice and they're both at like sleepovers you did with a friends. couple of jerk off shows <laughs> <laughs> come on man. <laughs> no but uh i didn't really enjoy it you didn't like it no, no it was, was like weird, weird. I, if, I remember doing it like with like a friend i think i only did it actually like one time it was with a friend and it was literally just like seven in a row it was just dudes jerking off yeah it was like jerking off I don't know, it and it's weird me. to me because it's just like, why? What were they hoping for? Like, I don't like. I don't even remember what we were hoping for. Like, what were we hoping for to so, talk to meet a girl? So, but that's like, what I'm saying. I think like, it was mostly like to meet so. a like. I don't know. I feel like I went on there to like just talk with people, and I think mostly at that young age, like you thought you were a shooter. So every time like a girl that maybe was of similar age to you, you thought you were you were the sickest guy. Like oh, I got matched up with this chick, and then the best part would be. It's like the girls there that you'd be like, hey, like you're cute, and they they, they would flip you, <laughs> and they would like switch the next person. You're like, I'm actually a loser. But I also think, <laughs> I also think it's interesting because I can comment uh, at least a little bit of my experience. One, as I said, like I actually had genuine conversations with people yeah, on this. That's, and, like, good. that's interesting. That's, that's the first time I think cool. I've ever heard of that. Um, but I remember being like 13 years old on Facebook, and kind of like they had an application. I think it was called Hot or Not, where it was, pre- was kind of like Tinder, but for Facebook. Yeah. And I remember getting like absolutely roasted on it, like never getting any matches, and I was like, "What's going on?" But looking back on it, like. I was fucking 13 years old yeah. and I would be in the same grouping of like actual adults. So yeah. obviously like no one, you know, no one wants and that. Thinking back to it, there's a lot of things you get influenced at a young age. Like think about that hot or not, um, uh, uh, forum spring. And I think there was another one, another version of forum spring. Ask. Was it ask? I think there's a couple variations that have come through. But anyways, like there's so much stuff you go through. Um, you just shatter your self-esteem. It shatters your self-esteem, and you're so naive to it. Yeah. Whereas, like, looking back at it now, you're just thinking, like, that's so messed up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, just think about that. Like, at 13 years old, being exposed on um, chat roulette to literally just, like, all this <sighs> male nudity. And, like, how, like, weird that is for not only you, but even weirder and potentially illegal for the other guy that's exposing himself to you over oh, online. God. It's so... So many of them. So, yeah, this took a little dark turn. So but, many of them. But seriously, like, you, you don't know, right? And that's that's the scary part about the internet. Yeah. Especially when, with us, we grew up with it, uh, basically. Well, I wonder if maybe we actually got into a safer time of the internet, though, because I think the internet, like, it's chat It's a lot rooms, more twisted now, like, I think. And I now. think even chat rooms in the 90s were pretty, were pretty bad, too. Were they? I'm not too sure. I don't know. I that's can't what, speak on that. I don't know. I think... Uh, so I'll end it with: Are you guys happier with current day social media, or you wish we were back in the MSN days? Oh, you know, you I know like what? the MSN days just because it was more selective. Um, where now it's really just about followers. But that brings me to the second point that I wanted to talk yeah. about: was how the world has changed in terms of social media, and actually, social media has become kind of beneficial to um, you know everything nowadays. Like, there's challenges, there's things that raise awareness. Um, there's all these different platforms that are more than just getting a bunch of likes. And also, n- not only for, uh, like, worldly, um, I don't know how to even, s- even word news, it. Even news, literally news. 
Like news, exactly, yeah. and businesses. Yeah. You know, these are actually things that need to be done. Social media is now something that is a must. It's such a tool. It's not like, oh, I'm going to open up a business and then hopefully people come. It's you need to be on every single platform. Yeah. You need to be to broadcasting. You need to be t- telling the world about your business or you're going to go unnoticed. Because nowadays, the first thing that happens is people will look you up online versus yep. oh, going yeah. to your store and experiencing it firsthand. So back in the day, social media wasn't like that. You know, but it's just like I said, snowballed into this this massive business, this this way of living. You know, like what would life be like if we didn't have social media? If we never developed it. If we never had it, would would things just be the same? Or would there be some other sort of <laughs> Bond Bond is flexing right now for the Packers. He's he's pretty geared up. They play tonight in uh their divisional round, so good luck to the Packers. But uh yeah, I would say uh, for me, I really appreciate where social media has gone. I know that there's a lot of negative power that can come from it, but I like to look at the positives of it, and it's uh, it can be a really great way. Like even <laughs> even for me, like I run in, for example, I was in Guelph yesterday, and I run into people that I haven't seen in a while, and they're talking about the things that I share in my story as if like they've they've kind of been able to be a part of it. So it's like it allows you to still interact with the people that you yeah. maybe maybe you don't necessarily need to interact with but it's, i think it's really cool and uh, i also will say a lot of my a lot of my environmental influences come from the things that i see on instagram as well so i really appreciate i really i like instagram a lot i'm not as big into facebook but i also like facebook a lot and um, Snapchat, I guess, is good, too. Well, Snapchat, I think, I is think almost pointless. Snapchat's dying out, in my opinion. And maybe for us. Well, TikTok, for me. I mean, the emergency... I haven't... I haven't, I haven't TikToked yet. No. I haven't touched TikTok, but I do like watching TikTok videos when they come on my Instagram feed. So I, I, I respect TikTok, but I don't think I'm going to dive but into it. But my thing is just, like, what's, are you watching a TikTok video that's on your Instagram feed? or, or Yeah, they come you, with a lot of my Instagram feed. Right, but, like, you're still on Instagram, you're not on TikTok. No. So a lot of these social media platforms are actually intertwined. Yeah, oh, yeah. About TikTok, I think TikTok's a lot more for, I'll be honest, the even kids younger than us, because uh, it's a lot of like little dancing, dancing and kind of stuff like that. Music. But have you have you heard about how TikTok is most likely like uh, Russian Russian intelligence? No, 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 faking their numbers. So like people are like posting TikTok videos and they're getting like, oh, I got two hundred fifty thousand views oh, in like a day. Interesting, but it's really just. TikTok wanted TikTok, to blow itself up. Exactly. TikTok trying to make themselves really popular. So people are like, yo, I just posted. I got 250. Like, if you post something, you can get, like, a million. Interesting. So there's, like, like people are getting, like, massive amount of views. Like, semi-famous people. They're, like, posting one TikTok. And then in, in two days, they have 3.5 million views. And it's like they have 10,000 followers on Twitter. Ooh, I never I never even imagined that as, like, a, being a benefit to your new social media platform. But that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, people are so, people are addicted. They need that. That's what they want, right? Yeah. They so I don't know the variety. truth behind it. I don't think anyone really knows the truth. But it's right now that's kind of the accusation that's going out about TikTok. So, so even even Instagram, like I think I think it was about a year ago that they started piloting getting rid of likes. And I would say like how much that's changed my perspective on Instagram is is incredible. And I think I I really like that they got rid of likes. Yeah, I I agree. I I, I don't think it bothers me too much. Um, but even talking about uh, where I wanted to go with this was. Think of all the the fundraising yep. that's been done yep. via social media. Yep. Think of how hard it would be to achieve all of that, uh, all those donations. Even and just like stuff. the the posts that are like, if you, for every share we're gonna donate a dollar, right? Everyone's yeah, got you know. That in so story. there's a lot of good that's done, but unfortunately, the way of the world, it's there's a lot of evil that always gets done. So can I say that the social media has changed for the better? And like now that it is involved, super hardcore in our society, is that beneficial to us? I, I think it goes both ways, and I so wanna, 
Go ahead. I just want to make a statement that's rough. It's rudimentary understanding of something that I've read about artificial intelligence, um, which is why there's so much negative negativity on social media that you see. Uh, basically, it's saying that the way artificial intelligence understands it right now is that the a lot of the um, the algorithms are actually kind of designed to spread more negative news on Facebook and social media, but that's just a rudimentary understanding of something that I read on LinkedIn. Well, it gets more clicks than a positive. It, and it wasn't necessarily about clicks. It was the way the, under, the artificial intelligence understands posts. But um, that I, I don't want to dive into that. I want people to hear that and go, what the hell is this guy talking about? And then try to look it up for themselves. But uh, why don't you take over, Bon, and keep going with what you were going to say. Um, so overall, I think uh, I kind of agree but don't disagree. I'm not going to say that social it's media has artificial, changed. Artificial intelligence converts like human language into ones and zeros so it can understand it. And that when it gets lost in that, that's part of the problem but keep going I shouldn't I wasn't I was I'm not even gonna go on the artificial talents I'm just going off Matt's uh saying that social media has changed for the better I don't think it's changed for the better or the worse I think there's very big pluses I think there's very big negatives the fact that we rely so heavily on social media and now those companies can essentially decide what's said and what's not said because they get to they get to ban people the greatest propaganda machine in the history of the world yeah I mean they essentially get to choose what's legal and not legal to say in what is Free speech. free speech, yeah. more or less, and uh, we'll talk I think that's a bit scary. We'll talk about free speech next time. But uh, you know what? I'm not going to sit here and bash social media and be like, no one should be on it because I'm on it. Bond loves Instagram, so it's like it's a bit addicting too, right? Like once you're on it, you get looped in. And you you, can get, spend you hours got a good meme page on Instagram. You can go through it. You got 400 posts. You're going to watch everyone and laugh at all of them. Yeah. So I mean, to our listeners listening, uh, I know this is kind of a shot in the dark, but. Uh, Hey, reach out to us and tell us about your social media experiences. Tell us about your MSN crush. Tell us about uh, if you ever got any nasty form spurring questions. We want to hear all about it. I and, will say, uh, if you were ever one of those people on chat roulette, don't reach out to us. Yeah, yeah. If your dick was ever out on social media, I don't at any want point, it. I don't want you. We don't. We don't want to know. Yeah. But other than that, um, I will leave it off. Let's leave it off with the the wing challenge. Should we talk about the wing challenge. Wing challenge is coming. Yeah. So the wing challenge is coming. Uh, the wing challenge. What it is is. What you've probably seen on social media now, it was generated first by uh, the talk show Hot Ones, brought to you by um, First We Feast. And basically, they go through interviews with celebrities, and they eat hot wings, progressively getting hotter in the the sauces. So we're going to do pretty much something like that, but we're actually going to do it for a good cause. We're going to do fire wings for the fires in Australia, and basically it will be live-streamed on Twitch. The Bonfire. Under uh, the bonfire, and uh, we'll we'll put great, a link. Great name to go with this challenge, too. Yeah, exactly. Right? We'll put a link uh, to that, and basically how it'll work is we'll have maybe 10, 15 wings, vegan wings for Noah. What are mine going to be made out of? Probably a cauliflower. cauliflower. Can I get vegan wings? I think those yeah. are cauliflower. Maybe we'll get some A&W plant-based nuggets, and we'll make them hot. Sure. Whatever, really whatever you. you want. Okay. Um, and basically... There will be goals set for every hot wing. So if you want to see us eat a hotter wing, then it's going to be at a certain dollar amount. The Carolina Reaper? Yeah, so there is a hot sauce that uh, is the hottest, and it is over 2 million Scoville units. It's Carolina Reaper and ghost pepper sauce mixed. And Trinidad Scorpion. Oh, sorry, no Carolina Reaper. It's Trinidad Scorpion and ghost pepper mixed together. Um, No water. In the sauce, it's straight chili. Oh, I thought you were say no water. We can drink it all. What? No, it's 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 no water base. Uh, it's straight chili, maybe a little bit of vinegar, some seasoning. Yep. Um, and that will be the hottest for sure. And I've I've tasted before. It's hot. I don't want to do it again, but I will do it if. Uh, <laughs> what if would the you like? What would you like to do with this hot sauce? Get rid of it? Trash it? Burn it? 
You can't even throw it in the garbage. I, It'll I burn want, a hole through the floor. I right? want to eat it because oh. I wish that I could eat all the fires in Australia to put them out. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, so... Uh, I guess we'll end off on that note. More information will be coming out once we decide the official date, time, all that. And what about um, the contest? And don't forget to enter the contest. <laughs> all right. So whoever wins. Have you guys is... actually seen the the new estimates of how many animals have died in the Australian Billion. wildfires? Billion. Billion, Billion animals crazy. so far. Wild. Anyways, uh, we'll end it off here. Uh, stay tuned on the Instagram. And uh, episode 14, that's a wrap. Happy yeah. 14. M- millennium. <laughs>